everyone, welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And on tonight's podcast, we're going to be talking about a little bit of gaming. Uh, we're going to be talking about It, the new horror film that just came out in theaters, and some other bullshit that just, you know, we have on our heads. So uh, let's actually talk about uh, Destiny 2, because I know that's both our minds right now. So uh, yeah, tell I me mean, what you think about the game. I'll tell you my impressions of it, and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, like... Basically a half hour before you came over, I've been playing it all day. Like some you were up until that. like four a.m. last night. I was night up till four a.m. last night, three a.m. the night before, and three thirty the night before that. Um, Damn, that's fucking yeah. crack. I'm still getting my shit done. I'm still going to work and I'm still going to the gym, still doing all that. But yeah, as far as other extracurricular stuff, I'm not really playing any sort of music right now, because uh, yeah, Destiny. Um, well, okay, so let's start with the first one. So I bought that. In 2014, I had some money from a theater show I did, and so I bought uh, an Xbox One as well as Destiny. Didn't really know much about it. Didn't look up game. I'm not one to like read Game Informer and go on the internet and look up stuff about games. I don't really do that. But I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna check this game out. I think it was like 30 bucks at the at that time, maybe 40. I don't remember. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna get this game. It was cool, you know. At least before any of the expansions came out, it was it was all right, you know. I was like playing it. I'm just kind of like, you know. This is kind of boring. Like, you don't know what's going on because there's not, like, uh, you know, I guess they had to wipe the campaign, like, sometime before the first game came out because there was, like, all this crap that happened and, you know, behind the scenes. And so the campaign was, like, very vague. You didn't know why you were killing anyone. You didn't know who you were killing half the time. And, uh, yeah, like, once you beat the game, it was pretty bland. It ended up just being, like, another, like, shooter with multiplayer, and it didn't have much to do. Then the expansions hit. And Which is where they got more money, basically. Yeah, yeah. They just drained your fucking wallet. Yeah. They're, you're, they <laughs> drain your wallet, but it was. I think this is the first time I've ever paid for expansions, and I actually thought it was worth it. Because it completely changed my gaming experience, you know? Um, it went from being kind of a bland shooter to being like almost like an RPG. I mean, you can custom... I mean, it's been like this since the game came out, but you can customize the shit out of your armor as well as getting shaders and like you know different guns and like there's always something to do too like you know every week there's a new thing going on and so the game's constantly keeping your interest um and of course the new one does that as well i mean the game has only been out for about a week uh it's as of this recording it is wednesday and it's been literally a week since the game it has been out. a week it drops yeah last and week, the raid yeah. just dropped today the, the raid i haven't raid yeah i, I haven't heard touched about the raid. it yet either because my clan i think they're working on it right now um, but I haven't touched it yet, but I'm going to eventually. I got some other shit. I got to work on my second character, but, um, yeah, no, like to get into it. I, I love this game because like I said, it's, it's, um, there's always something different to do, something new to do. Like I said, like, you know, I really like that you can take your character and, um, you know, use it in the campaign as well as use it in multiplayer. I like that you can go back and forth with it because, like, you know, other games, like, you know, for instance, in Halo, you know, you're playing as Master Chief and whatnot, and you, you just have the standard, you know, dark green color scheme. But then, like, in the video game, you know, you're usually in, I'm sorry, in the multiplayer, you're always doing something else. You know, you always, you have a different character, you have different armor and different stuff. And, like, I don't know, it would be really cool if you can just, in Halo at least, if you can take all the cool, like, armor pieces from your character and, and play it in the campaign. And I like that you can do that in Destiny. And I like how in Destiny there's no like red team, blue team where everyone looks the same. Everyone looks different. And it gives, you know, more of a sense of individuality to your character. And I really enjoy that. Anyways, uh, yeah. How have you been enjoying <laughs> Destiny 2? Um, well, my story of Destiny actually starts, um, there was a lot of feedback about the game uh, in early development. 
lot of my friends were telling me, hey, you know, there's this game coming out, Destiny. And, you know, I did, um, like I said, I did hear a lot about the game. And so I bought it on launch day uh, and it was fucking dope because the thing is, is that all your friends were talking about this. And this was a game that everyone, you know, that you hung out with if they owned like a PS4 or actually PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Everyone was playing this fucking game because it was just a big community game. And it, you're right, you know, it's fun because you get different kinds of weapons, you get to do different kinds of things all the fucking time. Um, it's a complete RNG game, though, if you really think about what it. What does that mean, RNG? A random number generator. Okay. So that pretty much means it's like, okay, let's say, for example, you know, you're doing a strike event or, you know, you're doing a raid. And what happens is, is that you usually get like um, items or gear or whatever after you complete a mission or a level, you know, and it's like, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? So it's kind of like a slot machine because it technically doesn't mean you're going to get good stuff. I mean, there's people that can be underclassed in you that will get better shit than you yeah, do. They'll get fucking exotics and legendaries. Exactly. So you're kind of telling yourself, why the fuck do they get exotics and I just got fucking shards? Like, what the but fuck? that's what makes it fun, you know, is that the fact that it is random and you don't know for sure if you're always going to get something good. Yeah, but the thing is, is that at the same time, it, it is cool. It's it's sort of like an addiction, though, because you're like, I got to keep playing. It's kind of like going to the casino and playing on a fucking slot machine, yeah. because basically what you're doing is you're putting money into something and you're just like, I'm going to get that fucking bonus. I'm going to get that fucking shit. I'm going to be rolling in fucking Benjamins, man. Just wait. And that time might come. It might not. You might get that exotic weapon that you want from Destiny. You might not, you know. And uh, Ben, our good friend from Hops and Monsters, he's actually, this game is his fucking world. So, you know, um, he just knows everything about this game. I, if I have any questions, I go straight to him because this is, like, something that he's got a huge passion for. Um, and it's cool because sometimes when I play the game, you know, he joins my clan or my fire team and we just like he helps me out because the thing about destiny for me is there's so much shit in it and it's really hard to keep track like for the story for this first game i didn't even pay attention to it it was horrible it was a really shitty fucking story i, I just didn't and then after a while once i beat the game and i did all the expansions and everything like that i just for me like doing like you know the strikes over and over and over the same thing you're doing over and over just so you can get better loot and it's like okay i get this gun or i get this armor and it's fucking dope. But then all of a sudden, and oh shit, week, something else just came yeah. out better, you know? And it's like, uh, that's the thing that pissed me off about the game. And after that point, I stopped playing because right, I did everything I wanted to do. There's other games that are coming out. And I mean, I think like The Last of Us came out and I was really heavily into that because I love story-based games. And I think Destiny just wasn't doing it for me. Destiny had that big, huge uh, multiplayer feel. That was awesome about it. Because when I got the first night, everyone was logged in. So with Destiny 2, um, I knew everyone was going to be doing that again because like things were kind of slow right now in the gaming community. You yeah. know, there wasn't anything that like big that just came out. So Destiny 2 has like, been a hyped game. I mean, Destiny 1 was a hit. Destiny 2 was on everybody's mind. And we just got it. And I got to say, the game is fucking great. Regardless of anything, they, they improved a lot of shit in this game. First off, the story is a lot better. Absolutely. There's the visuals, yeah, the visuals are way better in this game. Um the fact that you can actually pick public events anywhere on the map that you know when they're happening instead yeah. of just kind of randomly going around and taking a guess like, huh, I wonder where uh, one's going to happen. And it just Maybe tells you in this section of the moon or this. Yeah. Part of yeah. The, and it seems know. like a lot of, you know, the, the planets that you're on in this game are a lot more interesting. 
you know, I like the farm. I like the whole area with all the woods and stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, and the characters too, like I said, um, a lot of the major characters, I'm still kind of getting used to the characters' names, but they're, usually every planet you go on, there's like a major character that will talk to you and they'll yeah. give you like gear and stuff. And they're more interesting. They're way more interesting. So this game overall has a better story. Um, they improved a lot on the mechanics that the first game did. I mean, a lot of people consider the first game a beta. Oh, it was to a degree. I was talking to a clanmate of mine last night, and we both kind of agreed that the first game kind of fucked up. And I think that had to do with what I was saying before, where like they had to scrap the campaign or most of it at the last second because of something that happened behind the scenes. I really don't know that much about it. And, you know, the game kind of like almost flopped because it was like the initial game, the bare game, Destiny, was kind of boring. It was boring. It was bland. Like I said, you don't really know what's going on. And people lost interest pretty quick. But then the expansions hit and that kind of saved the game. Like when Taken King hit, that the game became a different animal. And then, of course, in Rise of Iron and all that and the rest is yeah. history. But, like, you know, yeah, the for the most part, the game was pretty crappy and empty and it just felt like a testing ground. Whereas this, obviously, they, you know, they, they got their bearings straight and, you know, they, they know exactly wh- what they want to do and which direction they want to go in. And they, you know, they got their shit together. And, um, yeah, I got to say, you know, I think that um, I think Destiny's probably the best shooter ever to, the, to date. Yeah, a lot of people say the mechanics, like I said earlier, are really smooth, like the, the aiming and the firing is flawless. Yeah. I mean, I never played Halo. I, I never owned an Xbox during that time. Uh, the shooters I'm into were more like Borderlands. I don't yeah. know if you played Borderlands one. Or I have two. not, but I I know a little yeah. bit about it. Um, also like Bioshock. That's like my favorite game of all time. That series, but um, that's just a uh, a weird kind of shooter where you get like off weapons like that. It's not like Destiny. So Destiny right. is I mean, got it's a single player game. You know. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. I mean, Destiny is just like uh, it, it's more immersive. I think in some ways, not like Bioshock's not immersive, but there's just so much shit to do, and Bioshock's just a linear story. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, it's a single player game. Yeah, but the, the the second one did have multiplayer though. It did. Yeah. Uh, I. But it was very bland. I never though. beat number two. I I beat one and I loved it and I got pretty far in, in number two. Story's great. I didn't. You know what happened? I didn't save it. I was playing Bioshock two all day and I got to this turning point in the game and then I forgot to save it and the it game, didn't auto save. Nope. The game froze. Oh, shit. And I was like, I'm done. I just turned it off. I'm like, I'm never touching this game again. I'm gonna. What is it? Did they do that re-release yet of all three games? They did. Yeah, that actually. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick that up and I'm gonna play it, but um, yeah, I just uh, that's the worst, dude. Up. Just imagine like, uh, let's say you're playing Destiny and you're in the middle of a raid, yeah, and then just your fucking Xbox just says error or some bullshit. And dude, it that sets happens you back. to people all the time. That yeah, happened, happened to me too. Yeah, when I was doing a raid uh, in the last game, like someone that. dropped out. They, it's like they left the party, left the game, and they they hit us up. They're like, "Oh, my internet crashed." <laughs> they hit us up on uh, on our messenger. Our, our clan has a yeah has on a the message, website has a group. Oh, no, uh, they hit us up in Facebook. Okay. They're like, hey, my internet's crashed. I'm using my phone's data right now. I don't know what just happened. Let me get back to you. He didn't come back for an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Luckily, we had another guy who wanted to join in, so he joined in hella quick. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Kind of fucked up, but it was pretty funny. So did that end the whole entire game? Uh, no. Uh, we ended up having to wipe where we were. We had to, like, you know, go all kill ourselves and go back to the checkpoint. Yeah. Because um, we couldn't do it without six people. It was Wrath of the Machine. And we were in. Uh, do you know that one? That's that's the Splicer no. one. It's in. Did you do all the raids in Destiny? 1? Um, no. There was like uh, I think the raid on Jupiter or Saturn. I think and I never actually did that raid. Oh, okay. I never got to that point because I actually didn't get um, Rise of Iron. Oh, it's the Rise of Iron raid. Yeah, I never. I didn't buy that expansion. I think after 
Taken King, I was like, all right, I'm done because I just felt like this was just the same shit. Oh, I love Taken Iron King. Was so much fun. I know, but I love Taken King though because I whole I like the whole Taken. I like that enemy. Well, and yeah, the can't like it. That actually felt like a story. But yeah. I didn't. Rise of Iron Splicer thing was kind of boring to me. I'm like, I don't care. Like, ooh, the Splicers. Oh, it's just, I'm just like, this is weird, stupid. I don't really care. But the yeah. Taken King stuff, I like that a lot. But no, it was the uh, it was the Rise of Iron raid, Wrath of the of the Machine, and um, it's the hardest raid. No one enjoyed doing it. Um, but yeah, it was like we were we were facing the final boss, and you needed you know you need six people to do it. And uh, yeah, that guy dropped out. And so <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That night we were up. I think we were doing the raid for like four or five hours and uh, I didn't, I ended up having to go to sleep. And then the next day they beat the raid that afternoon while I was at work. I was so fucking pissed off. Yeah. It's tough, man, because you know, everyone wants to do something. And let's say for example, I mean, right now in destiny two, I'm still a little underpowered. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I got a yeah, shit. I'm working I, on my second character. I mean, right I now got and, shit. I got to do in my life. But the thing is, is that as much as I can get down to gaming, I'll play destiny and just like, I just beat the story last night. And nice. the story is good. And um, so now I can actually do other things. I can do strike events. Now I can actually probably, I actually have to get another subclass because I have two unlocked. I have to get the third one. Right. But I'm playing as a Titan. And nice. it's really badass as a Titan because one of his new abilities is he has his shield. And it's like a Captain America shield. I know. Yeah, shield. I know. I, exactly. I, like he I throws it that. and shit. It's like a round shield. I swear to God. It's like cap time every time and you're playing. And you can playing. throw it too, just like Captain America. Yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. the shield and it comes right back to you. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a Warlock and a Titan. And when I when I got that on my Warlock, or on my Titan, rather, I was pretty excited. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm Captain America. It's Captain America, yeah. So, uh, you know, actually, did you notice that this game is a lot more humorous too? It's not because of Cade 6, but the whole entire thing has just got a lot more oh, yeah. humor what to is it. it? Uh, what's the... Uh, I mean, Ghost, Failsafe? Yeah, Ghost. Failsafe, Failsafe character. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Ghost's funnier. Yeah, well, just like I said, the game has its shit together. They know what they want to do, and, and they know what direction they want to go in, and they, they got everything set. They got their bearings straight. <laughs> you know what's really funny, too, is the fact that, let's just say for this, um, so in the first Destiny, we had Peter Dinklage's Ghost. Right. Right, but... Uh, People were saying that he just didn't seem like he was really into it. Like he was very but kind he of phoned just, in his performance, probably, or he just didn't sound like he was that much like excited. Like he was like, you know, um, like cabal. Like he just would t- say shit like that. It wasn't really like phoned. Like, like, oh no, we gotta fight the cabal. Yeah, like Nolan uh, North is eyes more, up, guardian. Yeah, let's go. Nolan North is like more. Uh, he's the current. Um, voice actor replaced him and he's actually from uncharted he played Nathan uncharted the he was penguin in uh, batman yeah. arkham yeah, city he's done he's done a lot of shit yeah he he's pretty dope but um it would be funny though like say for example like in destiny something happened in story mode where ghost got corrupted and it came back with peter dinklage's voice again <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great yeah, just for like a couple <laughs> that levels. That would be so funny. Oh, that fucking piss off hell of people too. That'd be great. And like he would actually go back and record some stuff, or they could have. I don't think they would use the same foot uh, stock um, uh, voice acting shit. But get Peter Dinklage back in the studio from his Game well, of Thrones they, breaks. They probably won't do that because I mean, no, they won't. Getting rid of his voice is a huge fuck you. He's like, hey, your performance sucked, and our fans didn't like yeah. it, and so we replaced you. Like that's. I wouldn't come back if that happened. Like, hey, you want to come back as a joke? I'd be like, hey, you want to fuck off? Like, no, I don't. I don't want to come back. You fucking fucked me over. And look, I'll admit, I didn't think that Peter Dinklage was that bad. I was just like, eh. I think when the expansions came or getting ready, they probably should have just told him like, hey, uh, you should give a little more life to your performance. Unless they already had all that recorded already. And that, which in that case, if that was you know, then fuck it. You know, just replace him completely. But. I think they should have at least tried to talk to him, but 
whatever. Who I mean, yeah, I Nolan think, North's great. I'm not faulting. Nolan yeah, North no, North. I was really, I was really happy about Nolan North. You, you know what actually happened? Um, Destiny two or Destiny one? Like, I get it, and and I get the game, and it's all Peter Dinklage. And then I left. I didn't touch the game for like a few months, and then all of a sudden I come back, and it's my, Nolan North, and it's no. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, what? Why is his voice different? And then I like I retrace my steps a little bit. I'm like, did I fuck something up? Did I go too far in the story? I was like, oh no, everything's fine. Then I like I looked this up on the internet, like go different voice for Ghost, and everyone's like, oh yeah, replaced by Nolan North. Replaced and he redid all the 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 levels. And yeah, everything. he redid all the voice acting for it. And but no, Nolan North does an excellent job. But um, one thing I want to touch up on again was that the reason I said I think this is the best shooter game to ever exist is not because oh my god, it's so cool. Look at the aliens and the explosions. It's because there's always something to do. The game feels like it's always changing and evolving. It's sticking to its core features, but it just feels like the game is always trying to do something different to keep you engaged, and I really like that. Most shooters don't do that. Yeah, especially when they introduced swords. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that was fucking sick when they did that. That was Taken King, right, when they brought that in? Yeah, they did, yeah. and obviously they, uh, you can get swords right at the beginning of Destiny 2. Yeah, I love that, and, like, you know, I just... Even though, like, I, I do like the story for this. Obviously, it's not as immersive and engaging as most single-player games. But, like, I like the story a lot more. But even then, it's like, you know, with this game, I know it's, you know, multiplayer-based. Destiny is a multiplayer game. Yeah, you can do single-player storyline. Well, you but, like, need, yeah, you need network to play this game. Basically. Yeah, and, like, you need, but it's 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 a lot more fun to play with friends. I've learned that. Um, I hate playing this game alone. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I, you know, with that in mind, I think Destiny, as of now, is is probably the best, most innovative shooter to exist. Is it my favorite? I don't know. Because I can always go back and play Call of Duty Black Ops 1 zombies and Black Ops 2 zombies. And I love that shit. And I will forever swear by that forever. And that's fucking, I have that on my fucking 360. But, um, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely probably the best shooter out there for sure. Yeah, well, today. At, at, at today, yeah, exactly. Did you beat it already, though, the story? I have not beat the story yet. I'm like, I'm. So you didn't beat behind. the story, but you actually just started a second character. I did. Well, I started. I have two characters in Destiny One. Um, well, they transfer then, over, but they yeah, start back at zero. But I didn't though. start working on my Titan until yesterday, and I've been working on my yeah. Law for like a week. So yeah, I'd rather kind of get a character fully like level. Well, like, I've just been doing out. so much milestones and so much other crap. I haven't been focusing on the story. I know I need like, to. You've been doing like the adventures and everything like that at all. Yeah, adventures, uh, mostly um, the uh, fucking events, yeah. and, and then Crucible, a lot of Crucible. Yeah, a lot of people have been telling me, though, actually, to get further progressing, I need to finish the story, and I did. And you actually don't get your Sparrow until you beat the story. Well, I got my Sparrow, finally. I haven't beat the game yet. Uh, I didn't get it to the um, end. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard you can get it early in the game. Sometimes you can find one, but yeah, it's usually you get it towards the end or at the end. It's kind of like a lot I got of two sparrows, around. and so I immediately gave my other one to my Titan. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you stored it in the vault? Uh, yes, I did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you like storing stuff in the vault? Because usually, like, when I get gear, I dismantle it a lot because I'm like, okay, the thing about Destiny, though, is that they just jump, they dump a lot of fucking gear on you. Yeah. A lot. So it's like you can grab a gun, and then, like, two minutes later, they're going to drop another gun that's, like, more, like, powered up. And you want to get the more powered up shit because it brings up your light level from what I was told. The only stuff I've, in this game, the only stuff I'm storing is my exotics. I know I'm probably not going to need them, but I'm like, eh, just in case I ever want to use this again because the exotics yeah. are, dude, they do look cool. And I get exotic shards or whatever, like I'll come back and upgrade it and, you know, and all that. But um, that's all I've been storing. And I've stored that other sparrow for my Titan. Nice. But otherwise, um, no, it's, you know what I like about this game? And I don't... I don't know if this was in the first one, where if you give all your um, gun parts to the gunsmith, you get, like, 
extra shit. You get yeah. new weapons and new stuff, and I got a bunch of legendary shit for that. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like those engrams, too, that, um, that actually give you more. Like without engram. Oh, I know, dude. It's like a package yeah. engram. Yeah. Yeah, the engrams are the shit. And just shit. when you see that bing, like that thing, with all the fucking shit that just shows up on the fucking side. Fucking 12 you're like, things. You're like, oh, fuck. But then you got to go through all of it. You're like, dude, I got to know what this shit does. I got to know what this thing does. I got to know what this consumable does. You know, it, it's it's like there's a lot to do because, you know, everyone around there is basically, you know, you got the gunsmith, you know, you got uh, basically all the characters, the major characters like Cade Six and Zavala and, and, and all that stuff. And. And, you know, you got your Crucible guy, the fucking Lenny, I don't know if it's Lenny James, who, the guy from Walking Dead, who's a... Uh, oh, uh, who's Shax? Uh, yeah, Shax, that's the guy from Walking Dead, who plays um, Morgan. Who's Morgan? The black guy. <laughs> the guy with the stick. Uh, I stopped watching it at season four. Cause oh, fuck shit. Walking okay, Dead. so remember the beginning of... Uh, fucking bad show. Uh, Walking Dead, the guy that Oh, the one who says clear? Clear. Oh... Yeah, that guy. But he's got a real like he's got like a British accent in real life. Oh yeah, no, he's English. Oh, that's who it was. You know, I always thought the voice of Shax was um the guy from uh Logan, the bad guy, not uh, the the scientist. Tra uh not Trask. What the fuck was his name? This the I mean the guy that created uh Weapon Weapon twenty four. Yeah. What was his name? Ex yeah. What's his name? I don't know. Fuck. God well, okay, I thought it was that actor. No, that guy, the, the one bad scientist from Logan. I thought it was him, but I oh cool, Lenny James. Well, that's, that's yeah, and weird. I really thought that uh, Zavala was. Um, <laughs> I thought he was the guy from the Allstate commercials. Oh God, no, that'd be great because you know he's got that really deep fucking yeah. voice, and I think that guy is like in one of the Sin City films. Probably. I think he is. I think he's in Sin City, a Dame to Die For, or a Dame to Kill For, whatever the fucking called it. Yeah, the voice of. Um, uh, Zavala is a guy named Lance Reddick. I don't know. Uh, he was actually in John Wick 1 and 2. You ever seen the John Wick movies? Yeah, I have. Uh, he was the guy that though. worked at the, the, the building. I would say you know, it's a hotel, but he worked at the front desk. He's like, yeah. Is he the like, one who's like, watch my dog? Yeah, he's like, yeah. hello, Mr. Wick. That uh, guy. Yeah, no, he's he's Zavala. And I think Bill Nye um, plays the speaker. He does, I and uh, he's been actor. in a lot of movies too. I mean, um, he was in Shaun of the Dead. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, the Underworld movies. The Underworld movies, yeah. yeah. So he's been in a lot of fucking films. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this cool thing about and Destiny then is Frank Langella. Frank Langella, yeah, yeah, Frank definitely. Langella. He's he's a uh, he's a well known actor, but it's like the cool thing. That's a cool thing about Destiny too. Is like you get these actors, even like Peter Dinklage, you get all these actors to fucking do these voices, and you know they're all into it. Yeah. I mean, they get paid for it, but at the same time, I mean, who says, let's get Frank Langella to play the voice of a character. Let's get Bill Nye, you know, let's get fucking Peter Dinklage. I mean, that's like stuff like, I mean, some of the God of War games, like the third one, yeah. especially, I remember watching the behind the scenes of that and they had like Malcolm McDowell play one of the characters. Yeah, he was, um, he was Icarus's father. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what that character's name was in the mythology, but yeah, I, you know. Yeah, no, you know it was, it was, it was cool. So I like seeing like real actors doing voices for fucking video games. It yeah. means video games are a new medium for a lot of people. They have been for a long time and, and they are in a way movies, you know? Yeah. God, what is it? A lot of games now um, are um, especially like single player games. They're mo-capping the actors faces. 
Yeah. Or at least they're taking, it's like, you know, for instance, Michael Coulter, Luke Cage, he's in Halo 5 Guardians. Yeah, you mentioned that because I was like, is that what he's well known for? It's just the Halo shit? Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe he's Sweet Christmas. Show. Sweet Christmas. But, um, you know, his, his character, uh, Locke, Commander Locke, whatever, is, it's, it has his face. The character has Michael Coulter's oh, wow. face. And a lot of fucking, like I said, a lot of games are doing that now. And, like, the, the main actors, um, main characters will have the actor's actual face. Yeah. And I like that. That's cool. It was cool, too, because there was a game called Beyond Two Souls. It was mm-hmm. on PS3. And uh, that was, like, a Heavy Rain. Ever played Heavy Rain? Uh, no. They're, like, a kind of choose-your-own-adventure kind of games where you have to hit, decide where you want to go and button prompts. But uh, Beyond Two Souls, really quickly, it was uh, Willem Dafoe was in it and Ellen Page, and they got... Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, in um, the game. His face was there. And so it was Ellen Page's face. So it was cool. Like, like you're watching a film, but it's, like, more, like, you know, a video game-like. And it's it's. I think it's going to be the way of the future, man, you know? For sure, yeah. Games are definitely um, becoming a new source of not only um, gaming media, but as well as, like, movie media. Yeah, exactly. What is it? That game, The Order, came out? And people Which was really bad. I heard it was, it was terrible, but was I've terrible. heard most of it's just cutscenes. It's like basically it's a lot like of cutscenes. Yeah, basically you're sitting there watching. I mean, it's like um, I think about the Telltale games. I mean, that's all point and click. You don't really do a lot. Yeah, of those, those games like it's like Heavy Rain. They're exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's like that. And you know, games like say Metal Gear, it's like a lot of it's cutscenes. Yeah. I mean, Metal Gear Solid Four, which came out for PS3, I think it was one of the first games that came out for the console. It was super super hyped. It was. A great game, but all of it was cutscenes, basically. So you're like, yeah. I paid sixty bucks to watch fucking cutscenes. You it's... played the Kingdom Hearts games, right? No, I never played those. Oh, you never played those? Oh. I wasn't a huge like Final Fantasy guy. Neither was I, but like those games were great. That's what the Disney. Yeah, Disney meets Final Fantasy. Yeah. I, okay, so I tried to play Final Fantasy. I think it was twelve or whatever, and like I never ever played a Final Fantasy game before. So I was just like, oh, this is gonna be just like any action game. But it's like you have to take turns and it's like, you know, the action, the fighting wasn't real time. Mm-hmm. It was all like you make a move here and then the next character makes a move. And then you it was like playing cards. And I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. You had to take turns. It was a turn based game. And I didn't like that at all. And so I immediately put the game down. But um, no, uh, fucking Kingdom Hearts was like, you know, just your action packed slasher game. And um, I remember the first game, you couldn't skip cutscenes. And so I was pretty bad at video <laughs> games when I was younger. I never used the block button ever or never dodged because like, I was like stupid. fighting games. Yeah. yeah. And so, God, I mean, there was a couple missions in that game where I just I couldn't get past it. And I'm just sitting there for four hours trying to beat one mission. You know, I was nine or ten years old. So give me a break. But um, I remember like every time I failed, I had to watch the cutscene again and again. And the cutscene was five minutes long. Oh, my God. And just watching it again and again and again for hours. And then... It was, like, yeah. embedded in your fucking yeah. head. and like I said, I can probably quote that entire scene. I haven't played that game in, like, 15 years. But, like, you know, that was the thing. It's just, like, you couldn't skip them. You couldn't skip the cutscenes. But the second game comes out, Kingdom Hearts 2, and although it had more cutscenes that were longer, you could skip them. So mm-hmm. if you failed something, you can just go back, skip the cutscene, and do it over again. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, on fucking – otherwise, like, game's been out for a week – so we'll probably end up talking about it more in depth. Yeah, in the I future. mean, like what I don't, said, okay, what don't you like about Destiny Two? Um, the only thing I really don't like about it is the fact that um, the drops. I think they just drop so much fucking shit, and it's really hard to keep track because yeah. you know it's like I get a gun, 
every single time and it's more overpowered than the other one but it's like i don't really get a chance to try all these guns out right because i mean i'm not a big fan of like uh pulse rifles i hate pull i honestly auto auto rifles fusion rifles fuck, I, I don't like fuck fusion pulse rifles. rifles and fuck scout rifles fusion rifles i'm okay with i've okay. gotten used to them they've, they've gotten pretty easy i had this uh gun though i just got last night um, it's kind of like I, it reminds me of like a freeze gun, Mister Freeze's freeze gun. It's oh, like nice. it's got like some kind of liquid nitrogen thing inside the gun, and it shoots a long stream like it just like it fucking like, and it doesn't freeze them, but it, it it's one continuous shot, and then it kind of reloads and starts up again. So you can kind of wave the gun all over the screen, and it will just be a constant beam that's coming out of oh, your that's gun. Cool. So I think that was part of the um, pre-order pack that I got. Because yeah. I pre-ordered the game like probably five hours before it came out. I got a digital version. Did you get digital? No, nah, I got hard copy. Oh, you got a hard copy, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, it sucks, though, man, because we have different consoles. You have the Xbox. I have the uh, PS4. And I'm not like a fanboy of any of these consoles. I'm just saying, like, I I think it would be pointless for me to have two consoles. The only reason is because you have to pay for these networks. So I would have to pay for the PS Plus, and then I would have to pay for the fucking Xbox Live. And it's just like, you know... Well, I'll say right now, if we want to talk about consoles real quick, I don't really want to say I regret getting the Xbox One because in the end, I like I said, I have a clan that I play with on Destiny and whatnot. Yeah. But like, I kind of wish I got the PS4. A, there's more games for it. B, more people have it. Well, you're a God um, of War fan too. Yeah. So it's well, like... I'm okay. That's another thing. I'm already planning on getting a PS4, and that's going to be mostly I'm going to get Uncharted on that, and 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 God of War, and all those other games. I'm not going to use that to play Destiny or to play sh- shooters or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, like, my biggest complaint about the game, and this is mostly about the first one, I don't know if the second one does this that much, but I really, really hope that, you know, I'm not going to find myself with my clan grinding to get this certain type of gear, and then three, four days later, that gear becomes completely obsolete. Because then it's just like, then the game just becomes a gear grind game, and then there's no point. If you're constantly changing gear every few days, there's no point. What's the point of doing anything? Well, that's where they get you. It's like a gotcha game. It's like, okay, you know, you're already... You find yourself playing You're already in, too, yeah. so you want to get more. It's like, that's the addiction. Look, motherfuckers, I'm a casual gamer. I don't have time to be fucking playing this game eight hours a day like most of you guys, <laughs> okay? See, that's I the c- thing, yeah. I have to catch up, and I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm rushed. I want to enjoy the game, you know. But bottom line on Destiny 2, I, I'm really stoked to play more of it. Uh, it's a great game so far. They improved it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like what you said. It's probably one of the best shooters out there right now. Yeah, folks, if you haven't played the game yet, um, I would suggest going to get Destiny 2. Don't worry about getting the first game if you haven't played that already. Uh, just get the second one. It's very good. It's fun. And you're going to be in for a ride over the next few years because I'm sure exactly. Bungie will not disappoint. Exactly. So, anyways, we're going to go on to some movie news right now. And, actually, we're going to be talking about the brand-new horror film, well, I would consider it a thriller as well. Um, it actually, uh, it, 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 uh, the movie that just came out, uh, I believe it was, um, was it this Friday? It came out Friday. It came out a couple weeks ago. Was it no, no, no. Actually it came out on Friday. Did it? Yeah. Oh, it just dropped. This past Friday. Oh, okay. So if any of you know, it is actually a Stephen King novel that was, um, published, I believe in the early eighties. I mean, mistake me, but I, I never read the book. No, yeah, it was, it was about, about the 80s uh, mid 80s yeah 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 uh so basically it is a story about a group of kids called the losers club um who fight off an entity known as pennywise which is in the form of a clown 
And uh, there was a 1990 uh, series of this uh, story, which starred Tim Curry as it. Uh, I <laughs> smashing <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> no. Um. So, anyways, he uh, played it, uh, Pennywise, and um, I think it was probably a four-part miniseries that uh, basically the, the way the story goes is that the, the first half is about them as kids, the second half is about them as adults, and they kind of reminiscent back to when they were kids and the whole entire you know uh, the thoughts that they had when they were being terrified by it. So basically, Pennywise. Uh, feeds on children's fears and he comes out every 27 years and uh feeds on a bunch of kids and then when he gets uh his fill he goes back in hiding and then another 27 years and another 27 years so he's been doing this for apparently thousands of years or something along the lines of that um so we and you saw it on monday sunday sunday yeah oh the discount sunday yeah Mm. and uh I mean, from the previews I saw from the film, it looked pretty awesome. I mean, it looked creepy. It looked eerie. Uh, I know Stephen King has pretty good taste when it comes to horror. Um, have you read any Stephen King books? I know. I know I should. I want to read the Dark Tower series, even though I know how that ends. Oh, you do? Yep, I know. I won't say on here, but I, I know how it ends. My yeah. friend told me, because I thought to myself, oh, I'm never going to read it, but I'm becoming more and more of a yeah, reader, yeah. so I probably will. But that's fine. I only know the very end. I don't know anything in between. So Yeah, I mean, Stephen King is known for horror, basically. He's a great, he's a great author. He writes a lot of weird shit, but at the same time, he's he's a, he's a pretty well-known uh, great author, just in general. But uh, yeah, so It, um, like I said, I haven't watched the 1990 series, so I can't compare it to that. But my impressions of this new film, um, the first thing I have to say about it was I do like the cinematography. I do like the cast. Uh, I believe um, Bill Skarsgård, who actually plays Pennywise, and uh, he is the son of Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, is he? Yeah, you know Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know him. I know him more from like Thor. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, no, yeah. I've seen Stellan, and first thing I ever saw Stellan Skarsgård in was The Exorcist. Uh, prequel that came out in like oh. the mid to like early 2000s. Was that good? I don't remember. Have I you liked seen the original it as a, Exorcist. I, no, no, no. It was a remake. Oh no, but have you or, seen the original or, Exorcist? Oh, of course I have. I don't yeah. Know. But um, no, it was a re- it was a not a remake. It was a prequel to the to the first one. And um, uh, from what I haven't seen it since I was like 11 and 12. From what I remember, it was okay. It was kind of silly. Yeah. But it was it was alright. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen Stellan Skarsgård and a bunch of other stuff. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, um Bill Skarsgård plays uh, Pennywise. Um. I'm not going to go over all the details. I don't think we're going to do that with over the movie, but basically um, this will contain spoilers. So if you folks exactly. haven't seen it or haven't read it uh, and you actually want to see it, turn this off, go watch it, come back. I didn't think this movie looked good from the trailers. I'm like, this looks stupid. They're making the clown look scarier than he should, because if you're trying to attract a child, especially in a storm drain, you should look a little sillier. He looks, he looks scary. Like to a child, he looks scary. You know, to me, it's like, oh, look at me on the Hot Topic clown. But, like, you know, I, I'm looking at him. It's like, he looks terrifying. If I was Georgie, I would run. If I saw that in a ditch, in a storm drain, I would fucking be terrified. The Tim Curry one looked a lot sillier. This is more like basic clown, like Bozo the Clown looking kind Tim of. Tim Curry was, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. This one was like, I'm going to fucking rip your like dick off. like rabbit teeth or like, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like, he looks fucking terrifying. Um, But I like this scene a lot because it, it opens it sets I to me I thought it set the tone for the movie you see Georgie they have their conversation 
and he fucking I've never seen this in any modern movie. You see a fucking small child get his arm bitten off. And then he's screaming, laying there in the street, bleeding out. And I'm like, holy, I'm like, this is so fucking disturbing and fucked up. And you don't see that in horror films. It's always the teenagers or older or the animals getting mutilated. But you never see like children getting mutilated. They try to stay away from that taboo. Yeah. And so I really liked that because I'm like, oh, my God, they're I actually remember you. I remember this is what you do when we go see films together. You um, when something like pretty intense happens. You're just like, yeah, like you start throwing the, the fucking devil, devil horns, horns and, and shit growling. because it's like something that like is totally metal to you. Yeah, it was, it was so fucking cool. I was like, that's awesome. I'm gonna love this movie. And then, it, well, it just ended up being to me just kind of bland and, and yeah. I mean, it's it's like really, um, it's it's a lot of jump scares in this film. That's every a horror lot film of them. now. It's just jump and, scares uh, and loud, stupid music and. Yeah, I mean, this film is based, like, in 1988. Um, I think the original uh, story was in the 50s, 1953, yeah. 1954 or something. And then it the adults, it took place yeah. in, like, the 80s, early 90s. And then the new movie, because, yeah, they're making a sequel to this, because they have to, I guess. Uh, the adult version is going to take place, I think, in 2017 or whatever. Or exactly, modern times. yeah. I mean, it all takes place in a fictional town called Deary, which is in Maine. Um, and, you know, it's 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 got a lot of comedy to it. If you think, yeah, this, I mean, I was surprised that this was like a little funny and it was like real humor that real little kids would say like, haha, like I was banging your mom last night or haha, I'm fucking your sister. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's just like kid stuff. Like kid It was mostly Richie too. Cause he looks like the nerdiest guy in the group. Yeah. And he's making all the fucking jokes. And he's like the smart ass. And he always has like a fucking, like a certain line to say. And he's just, he's always got those quibs, you know? And it's like, some of them are funny cause you don't really think a kid like that the way he looks i mean he's he's like super dorky looking yeah that uh would just be like the kind of guy who would say like you know smart ass all along basically because yeah. you know you have bill the star uh, who's just he stutters a lot he is a leader of the group of the losers group basically and you know um it's just like these these actors like the kid actors i, I found them interesting i also f- uh found uh that some of the adults in the story were actually good i mean this 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 uh movie doesn't really have like a lot of adults in them um i mean you have basically like just some adults that come in every now and then from the scenes but from you know the beginning to the end this whole film is based on the kids right and uh which i thought was kind of cool um it does have a lot of 80s throwback covers to it uh for me basically um since i grew up in the 80s i mean i got all the new kids on the block references and a lot of the music references and what wait didn't you grow up in like the 50s right no, it was the 80s, oh, dude. Weren't you born in, like, 1910 or whatever? How old are you again? You're like, 100? I think, like, 100 maybe, but I was... Uh, I, I don't know. I think I woke up in the 80s in a casket. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was born back in the dead. 80s or some shit. You're probably older than that. Who knows? Yeah, so I got a lot of the references from the 80s. Um, I mean, you were semen back then. I was in a nutsack. Yeah, exactly. That's probably, right. like, back in around. 1988. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I got a lot of the references, so um, I think a lot of people who probably grew up during that time would probably get a little bit more of a closer understanding. And you know, to it taking place in the in the fucking eighties is perfect because you know everyone loves eighties nostalgia now. Exactly. For the past like six, seven years, I, I, have you noticed the nostalgia is now is moving to the nineties? Everyone's starting to like the nineties, and that stuff's coming back. Exactly. It's starting, but not quite yet. And of course, you have your typical cliche bullies. You know, Henry. Uh, God, so two dimensional. Yeah, I know, but he was so fucking intense too at the same time it's like who is this guy not picking on you know yeah, i think that actor 
Well, okay, so I was talking to a friend of mine, and according to him, Stephen King writes a lot of his bullies like that. Very two-dimensional, very evil, kind of unrealistic. But I also felt that kid was just awful. Like, as yeah. as Henry Bowers, like, I don't know how the character is supposed to be, but I'm just like, like, when I was watching him scream and yell at the kids, I'm just like, I'm acting. Look at me. I'm a bad guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you are. It's fuck off Go yeah get it's, it's weird kid. i mean he has this hatred for mike or something the young the, 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 well you know they wanted to call him the n-word exactly because you know? he was like know. he kept telling the kid like stay out of my town stay out of my town i'm just like ah, are you gonna call him the n-word and he didn't and i was just like okay i'm like i'm like yeah i'm like just fucking do it you're a bad guy just say the n-word and get on with it we all know that's what he's fucking referencing but isn't I, it funny I that don't want to trigger the audience friends these group of bullies look like they belong like in college like the age comparison to the the kids in the losers club they all look like younger compared to these guys who are way taller i mean it just the age difference. we ever notice when you watch movies of people in high school they always like when you you know when i looked back when i was younger i always used to think watching like these high school movies that that's how i would look in high school i would look much older but no it's just like yeah look back on it now it's like yeah these all look like like college students like the old grease movie half of those guys looked like they were in their 30s <laughs> and they're supposed to be in college. I know, like it's it's silly how shows do that. But uh, as far as uh, Bill Skarsgård goes, is uh, Pennywise. What did you think of his Pennywise? And what did you think of him just as a basic character? I thought, you know, <clears throat> I I thought it was alright. You know, like I I knew he wa- I knew he had a lot to offer, but I also noticed he didn't have a lot of screen time. And I mean, according, I guess in the book, there's even less Pennywise than there is in both mm-hmm. of these movie adaptations that have come out. Um. But I wanted more Pennywise. I'm just kind of like, all right, I kind of like what he's doing. Yeah, he looks really, really evil, and that's not his fault for looking that way. His voice is kind of growly and scary as it sounded. Am I not scary enough? Is it was it was it was okay. Okay, I didn't really like the voice that much, but like, I mean, I feel like the actor was given like a very two dimensional part. Like, all right, be the spooky evil clown, and he was like, okay. But I feel like he tried to bring more life to it than was necessary. Um, I, I wish that there was more of him. I kind of wanted to see more of like, kind of like how, when you see Tim Curry, like I haven't seen, I haven't actually seen the nineties movie cause I don't care, but I've seen a lot of clips on YouTube and like, I want more of that. Just like more like, uh, just still like just regular shots, like long shots of Pennywise just talking and being silly versus like, Ooh, I'm doing this spooky clown. I'm running. Oh, I'm gonna, that running. I'm going to get you. Oh my you god! You love that, that that run is just ridiculous. That stupid like, fucking did, run did, that's did, in did, the did, trailer. Did. Like like look how scary I am! I run like a fucking weirdo. Like I, this is why I hate modern horror films because all it is is like nothing actually is scary. It's just startling. It's kind of like ah fucking that was really loud or oh that that came out of nowhere. Like that's just that's what's scary. Like. I think the last horror film that gave me the creeps was It Follows, but bef- and that was in 2015. But before that, yeah, I, recently I, hadn't saw been, that. I hadn't been scared of a movie since the first Paranormal Activity. And yeah, yeah, everyone's going to yeah. say that movie fucking sucked. I fucking loved it. It was different. This is before found footage was splurged all over the place. I fucking loved the first Paranormal Activity. I like all three, but I really liked the first one. I'd never seen a movie like that. I didn't see Blair Witch at that point. I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. I yeah that movie was also kind of half jump scares but what I liked about uh, Paranormal Activity is that you don't ever see the scary thing you never see it 
And it's just like you, you fear something that you don't actually see. I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. I feel like that's why most kids are afraid of the dark is because they don't know what's going to jump out at them. They don't know what it looks like because it's dark and it's scary. And that's the that's the point of it's being a big in the dark. furry creature called Sully. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike and Sully are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're not scary. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, like, I thought Bill Skarsgård, he did a good job. I mean, he tried his best, you know. And I, I mean, do you actually know that uh, Ben Middleston was actually considered – as one Who's of the characters. Ben Middleson? Uh, ben Middleson, I believe, was... Uh, do you remember uh, Rogue One? Yeah. Uh, he was Krennic. Which one's that? Uh, the guy with the all, War of the White. He, oh, was, in ba- oh, he was in the Dark oh, yeah, Knight yeah, Rises, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Daggett. I only know him as that name. John Daggett. John Daggett. Um, yeah, but he was uh, considered for the role. Some, I think... Uh, uh, Tilda Swinton too was considered as for the it. Ooh, yeah, that would have been interesting. Not because we need to get more women, but I just would have liked to see what she had to offer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, a lot of it was CG too. Uh, I think there was there's a couple things about it though that were kind of a little bit like there was there was a lot of problems. Would you say this has a lot of plot holes in it? <sighs> no, I I feel like what you know was what could have been fleshed out was fleshed out. I mean, yeah, I think we're probably going to learn more about it in the second movie. I really hope they don't go into the whole fact that he's like, uh, he was thrown up by a space turtle. Yeah, exactly. I, I hope they don't do creator that. of the universe. Or yeah. Something. But I, I do hope they, they touch up a little more about him and, and whatnot, but no, I, I felt like everything made sense for the most part. Yeah. I just thought that my biggest complaint with this movie is it didn't scare me. To get back to what Did I was saying. Did you want to get scared the, though from this? Yes, movie? I want I want to get scared when I watch horror films and nothing scares me anymore. It's all and I'm not like, oh, I'm a tough guy, nothing scares me. It's just it's not scary, it's startling. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, like, there are some horror films that come out that make me jump, but it's not because I'm like, ah, the scary clown. It's like, ah, I didn't expect that, and that was really loud. It kind of startled me. It's not like but you can sometimes sense when these are gonna happen too. Yeah, like, too. Okay, I mean, it's dude, very quiet. Oh, dude, I totally fucking called it too. By the by, like the fucking third act of the film, anytime a jump scare was coming, I was like, "Here it comes!" I'm like, "Yep, all right." And I'm just like sitting there, and I'm just like, I had my head in my hand like this, and I'm just like, "Can I? Is this movie over? I want to go home. I don't care." Yeah, jump but scare. You have to subject Spooky yourself clown. to that shit Gotta too. Because if we're gonna be talking cancer. about movies, we're gonna talk about good movies and bad movies. Yeah. And, I didn't necessarily think this movie was that bad. Um, I it's think- not horrible. It's just fucking boring, and it's it was too long. I know the fucking TV movie's longer, but as a movie, it was too long. There's too many characters, and I know that's in the book, but if you're going to have a movie like this, they should have condensed it to, like, three or maybe four characters. Six was too much. As far you know, as the as- Losers Club, all, yeah, all the kids? Yeah, and the fucking uh, Mike, the black kid, he had, like, nothing to do. He's in the movie for, like, a minute. And then you're supposed to care about him at towards the end. Yeah, of the movie. he kind of just shows up. He's, he's I guess in the, in the beginning. book he has more to do as well as the yeah. Old TV see, movie. I mean, as two people who have not read the book and not seen the 1990 series, it's tough for us to say because we really can't say, hey, this part was better or something like that. I mean, we can both say that probably Tim Curry was a better Pennywise. He's just more interesting. Yeah, you know, I gave, mean, Tim Curry in general is fucking creepy. You know? <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I look strange. And I have a funny voice. Um, yeah, uh, but I think uh, one of the things that kind of threw me off a little bit about the film. So we're basically met uh, Bill and the entire film. I'm not giving out the entire story. He wants to find his brother. Uh, who gives a shit. Uh, he wants to find his brother Spoil Georgie, right? Crap. I don't so care. school's over. They want to. Uh, he has this idea. Okay, Georgie's still alive. He's probably in the sewers, floating somewhere. He tries to prove to his dad that his brother's alive. And this is the thing about the parents, though. And I was talking about this earlier. It seems like every one of these adults was a fucking weirdo. 
or mean as fuck. Like his dad was, he's dead, Bill. He's dead. Get over it. Like, don't touch my shit. I'm just like, dude, you are a fucking dick. And even like there were scenes when they were in the house, you know, Bill was in his house or Georgie and it was like, where are the fucking parents? There's nowhere to be seen. And you get more um, screen time of Eddie's mom and a more screen time of Beverly's dad more than anything. It's all that's character building stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but you get those those parents and that whole situation. You met you, you are obviously made to be uh aware that Beverly's father uh sexually abuses her. Mm-hmm. Uh the mother's nowhere in the uh, scene. I guess she might be dead or or something like that. And uh Eddie's mom is just very protective. She's given him gazebos. No, placebos. <laughs> He's calls them gazebos, but uh, you want to know something? When I first learned that word, I was I didn't I also didn't know what the word gazebo meant. I didn't know this was this was a year ago. <laughs> but um, my friend said something about a placebo, and I was like, "What's a gazebo?" And so when that happened in the movie, I looked to Stefan because Stefan knows about that. He knows about me fucking that word up a long time ago, and I just looked at him. I was like, "Stefan, what's a gazebo?" And we both <laughs> just had a moment like, "Ah, high school. Remember that?" Yeah. <laughs> so. The thing that really threw me off, though, not really threw me off. It didn't make no sense. So, you know, basically near the end of the film, uh, when they want to go hunt down Pennywise and then like, fuck this shit. This guy's been fucking with us too much. Let's just prove to him that we're not scared. They go down to his like sewer underground lair. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, beforehand, Beverly gets kidnapped or captured from Pennywise. And uh, she proves to him like, hey, you know, there's a scene where she wakes up and she's looking all around. She looks up in the sky and up in uh, this underground cavern, which is his lair. There's all these floating kids like swirling around. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know if they were in suspended animation, if they were dead. I wasn't really made aware of what the fuck was going on with them. So um, she uh, basically gets turned into one of these kids. I mean, Pennywise has. She these, starts floating. Yeah. She starts floating. There's this thing about the lights or something that Pennywise has that kind of corrupts them. Not really corrupts them, but kind of puts them in like like steals their energy. I don't know what it's, I don't know exactly what he's doing, what his process of feeding on these kids are. Uh, the thing that threw me off though, is basically, you know, we find out that, um, Bill and them get there and he tries to use the fears of each one of the kids as like a, a defense mechanism against them. And we find out that he uses a uh, Georgie, uh, to, uh, kind of throw bill off. And in a way at first time I saw it, I was almost like, is that really him? Because, the first time he sees Georgie, he doesn't he's not he doesn't miss in the arm. And right. uh and the second time he sees him, then he has an arm missing. So I was kinda like, why was he doing that? Well if Pennywise was impersonating him, why would he impersonate him without like a fucking arm? So and then we're made to believe like, hey, that's really Georgie, but then it's not, it's really Pennywise. Um so the thing my my point being is that when when Pennywise kinda gets defeated and he crawls back in his fucking hole, um I don't know which one of the kids points up like all the kids are floating down. So, and they never really like said, are these kids alive? Are they coming back to life? Cause if Georgie, I think got- some of them were dead because like some of them were like ripped apart. You and saw think, them ripped apart. Yeah. Some of them like looked like they were missing body parts. And I think they were just, uh, he was just feeding off of some of the corpses left. And then maybe when he finishes the corpses, he just kind of leaves them floating there. Oh, okay. Cause like you'll float too. <laughs> Can we talk about that? That, that, that I saying? hated that so much. You'll float the red too. Balloons? You'll float too. You'll float too. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, I get it. It's supposed to be scary because a dead, a, a ghost thing is screaming. Also, that was in the trailer, so I kind of saw it coming. But it's just like, 
He's like, you'll float too, you'll float too, you'll float too. And like, I, I feel like that's a thing in horror films. Like, just get the scary thing to keep repeating itself. And it gets louder and scarier. And the voice gets more distorted. And the face gets more. And it's like, that's, that's not scary. Well, in the original 1990 series uh, with Tim Curry, I, there there are scenes I remember from that film. I watched them on YouTube, actually, before I watched the new It film. And the scene with him in the gutter, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit more sillier. He's talking like, you know, about, hey, you know, we got cotton candy and we got rides down here and all this other kind of stuff. And then um, the first off about that scene is they don't show him biting off Georgie's arm. It just shows him like opening his mouth. And the next scene, it goes straight from a cut to a casket of Georgie in the casket. So they don't even tell you what the fuck happened to him Um, was the fact that uh, he's like, I got balloons down here. He's like, all kinds of balloons. He's like all a different color and he's like do they float oh yes georgie they float and when you're down here with me you'll float too it's just like that's probably where they recycled that from i don't know if that was actually in the book well you'll float i mean like you know what i like about that scene in the original one is like the clown seems sillier it's just like he seems more like something that a kid would actually be attracted to versus a fucking scary clown with its face distorted in the fucking in the darkness and its scary ass fucking makeup. Who talks like this? That's yeah. fucking scary. No little kid would fucking want to talk to a clown that's like that. I liked it more in the other ones because he was like, hey, Georgie, how you doing? I'm silly, blah, blah, blah. Like, I like that hey, way bats. more. Hey, bats, you'll float too. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do that fucking voice, I just think of Joker straight off the fucking back. It's awesome. well, it's just like what I mean. It's just like the clown in that you know it it made more sense in the old ones and in the books that he's a clown because he's trying to lure kids. But in this movie, it's like if you're gonna make him sound and do sound that scary and make a scary face, then don't make him a clown. I mean, they're not obviously not gonna change it, but it's like kids aren't real kids aren't gonna be enticed by a fucking clown who looks and sounds like that. He's fucking scary. So I like yeah. the TV version much better. I mean, I don't know why he would take that form cuz that's not his real form to, you know, entice kids or like lure kids into him. It's like, you know, Hansel and Gretel with the whole like, hey, you know, I got a gingerbread house or something like that with candy in it. Oh, I'm just yeah. going to shove you in the fucking stove and eat you. Um, but the thing is is that it, like you said, it was scary, you know, like Tim Curry's version was a little bit more like happy go go, hey bozo the clown. Oh, make you a fucking balloon. Yeah, you know, so um but he was ancient, so maybe back in the eighteen hundreds or something, maybe, but still he was scary as fuck looking. I mean, he just did not look like something like, Hey guys, there's a clown over there, he's got balloons and it's like you look at him and you're like, I'm not fucking going near that thing. I'm not scared of clowns either, but it's not like I look at that thing and go, that looks very enticing. I really definitely want to go the, over there. In the new movie, he looks terrifying, and, and it's just like, I know that's the point because they're trying to scare the audience, but it's like, you're going to scare the kids. Georgie, in real life, wouldn't have talked to that clown. He would have ran off screaming. Especially oh if he my was God. in the gutter, and he'd be too. like, Bill, Bill, I saw a clown in the ditch, and then no one would have believed him, and then that's it. That's the end of the scene. <laughs> and he yeah. wouldn't have died. He wouldn't exactly. have talked to that fucking clown. So besides the beginning of the film, I think that was the only kind of highlight for you that you kind of enjoyed. Then the rest of it was just kind of went downhill from there. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I said, the first scene, you know, it hooked me. But then afterwards, it just turns into your, like, your basic. Okay, you know what this movie felt like? It felt like a gritty, like, preteen drama mixed with a bad horror film. Mm -hmm. Because all the kid stuff was good. The character development stuff was good. Obviously, you know, they did nothing with the character Mike. 
you know, they, they give you, a, they give you very minimal backstory and then you don't see him for half the movie. Um, I think there only should have been four characters. They should have condensed it more, but whatever. It's too late now. Too late to bitch about that. It's just, you know, the, the fucking jump scare thing. I just, it ruins horror films for me now, man. I, I can't stand jump scares anymore. They're fucking, they're obnoxious. Well, they're, Paranormal Activity had a bunch of those too. Yes, but the movie was different because you never see it. It was well, a it was jump the scare. First original one of that. Yeah, right. it was a jump scare because you're seeing doors slam and blankets being ripped off of people and people getting pulled out of their bed, but you don't see it. Whereas in these new movies, it's like the music gets quiet and then blah, 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 jumps out of the dark corner of the fucking of the frame. It's like blah, 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 and the loud music. It is just like. You know, like, where's Harvey Where's Harvey <laughs> But, like, you know, you don't ever see anything in the paranormal movies. And, and you know, as more sequels came out, they got sillier and sillier where they yeah. started using special effects to make people's faces look scary. And I'll admit, the very end of Paranormal Activity with the Katie character, her face getting distorted and she eats the camera. That was stupid. Well, have you seen, um, there was, like, three endings to that film. To paranormal activity. Uh, I only know about. I oh yeah, I know there was a. I saw one where like the cops storm in. There's one of the cops storm. Uh, cops storm in, and uh, she comes back to herself, and they they shoot her because she has a, uh, the knife in her hand after yeah. she killed the boyfriend. Then there's the other one where obviously um, the I believe unless that's still in the original where the the friend comes over and she goes downstairs or she finds the body. And then she runs off and calls the cops. Or no, uh, that's, or she's sitting. No, there's that's, like a big time lapse. No, yeah, that's not in it. Uh, there's one where she slits her own throat. Uh, I wish they did that about. one. That's scarier. Yeah, you can find those yeah, on her, YouTube. Or her, I liked that she threw the Mika, the, her her husband or whatever Mika. I liked that she threw him at the camera because you didn't expect that. Like I said, that was a jump scare. Yes. But like, like I said, you didn't know that was gonna happen. You don't know, like, you know. Usually nowadays, when a jump scare happens, you know the creepy thing is gonna jump out. You know the, but you didn't know what was gonna happen. You didn't know someone was gonna be thrown at the fucking camera. Like the end of that movie, I'll admit, got a little silly. It got a little silly, but like, Paranormal Activity was special to me and was good in my opinion. Was because it was different. Like I said, you don't see the bad thing. You never see it. Well, I think the only thing you see from that, and I like that it's a demon was like too. A shat- it was like a shadow. No, you you see like yeah, you see a shadow, but it doesn't have a sh- really a shape. It just looks like a human shape. And then when they're uh, when they put that powder in front you of the door, like the... its feet aren't human. And I liked that. I'm like, it's a fucking demon, dude. That's yeah. fucking scary. Um, there was but like yeah, scratches or some shed scratches on her body. But yeah, like... but like all these other you know big budget you know horror films, it's always just like it's a ghost, and the ghost is gonna get you. And mm, there's a lot of those. I mean, then, now we we actually saw a trailer for fucking Jigsaw. Oh my god! Yeah. So now obviously now that they're done with Saw, they're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna make a new franchise. And you know what? Shit. That first one was good. You know why it was good? Because first Saw, it was good because yeah. it's about self mutilation to save yourself. That's fucking like that's like oh, it's fucked up. It's just like yeah. oh yeah, if you don't like cut your arm off or something your head's gonna get torn off or something like that you know like that's fucking like he didn't put them in a bunch of traps it was just three guys in a room the entire fucking film yeah basically i i I like the second one i think a little more the the second saw was good but it's like yeah after a while it's like you know hollywood tends to do this thing where when one thing works they exploit the shit out of it until no one wants it anymore such as this jigsaw movies such as the found footage thing no one does that anymore have you? I haven't seen a found footage horror film in at least a year and a half. Uh, well, the last few ones I've watched uh, were the VHS films. 
Oh yeah, those those are still being made. Right. I forgot uh, about I think those. there's like four of them right there's now. There's four now. Uh, the last one I think is called VHS Viral, unless they made a third one. But I saw the first two. Yeah, those are kind of second one's much me. better. The creepy thing was the whole uh, what was it, like a vampire chick. She was all like those those guys that you know they they have her at a hotel room. And oh, the su- she was a succubus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was and when her awesome. face like they show her face and it's like crazy. It it's like open split and open shit. and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Um, See, yeah, that stuff was good because it's it's indie. It's it's like you know, it's it's writers actually having control over what they make. It's you know, not all of them are good. A lot of them are actually pretty bad. This like in the first one, I remember only like there was like the succubus one, and there was like one other one that was good, and then the second one was much better. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know, the indie horror films are usually pretty decent because the writers get a lot of creative control. They get to do whatever they want. Whereas you know, when you get a big studio behind it it just turns into garbage because the studio is like, we need to have the jump scares and there needs to be the scene where the girl shows her tits and then there's a sex scene. And then afterwards, you know, she'll get ripped apart as she's fucking her boyfriend. And just like your classic horror movie tropes are in all these big budget movies, you know? And of course, like the jump scare, that's all that works now. And dude, like you ever look at some of the people who go to horror films now. It's just like homeboys and their stupid girlfriends or, like, a bunch of girls and their stupid friends. Dude, you know when I saw Annabelle, the first one? There was a bitch taking selfies throughout the entire movie. Oh, in the shit. front. Yeah, she's fucking... I, at first, I was like... She was doing it, like, before the movie started. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's checking in on Facebook. Oh, my God, I'm at the movies. Hashtag scared. But, like, she's doing it throughout the entire movie. She's taking fucking selfies. And I'm like... Is this like horror films now? Do you just go to horror films to dick off now? Like, you know, and that's another thing I noticed too. When I go to horror films, it's like, it's like, you know, like I said, it's the homeboys, it's the stupid girls, and it's like the drunk stoner kids who get fucked up and they sit in the back and they yell at the screen. <laughs> Look at that guy's face, the fucking queer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's not really. You know, like, that, that and they're trying to, they're heckling the movie. You know, they're heckling the movie. It's like, like, what the fuck is this? That's another reason I like seeing horror films in theaters. I like to see them at home by myself in a dark room. Yeah. At three in the clock in the morning. That's that creeps me out. Even if the movie kind of sucks, I'm putting myself in a creepier atmosphere, but like, yeah, it didn't like, there was a couple creepy images. I kind of liked that. You got a good look at the, uh, the leper. That leper's oh, yeah, face. That one, that I, I liked, I liked that. I like how it just kind of comes up like, here, let me help you pick up your pills. I was like, ah, yeah, but then, but then it's just like you look at it and it's like dun, 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 and then it chases him dun, 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 and I'm like, yeah. oh, he's getting chased now. And then, and, and then it the just camera's turns, like out of focus. It keeps yeah. And then it turns it. into Pennywise just standing there with balloons in his face. Look how scary I am. Fuck you. Time to float. <laughs> Time to float. <laughs> like, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't really think this film was that bad, um, but it is very uh, cliche horror film. Um, I'm hoping maybe the second one might be a little bit more darker since they're adults. I don't. Uh, see it'll probably be more of the same. As humorous, maybe. There'll probably be sex. This time we'll get to see Beverly's tits because she'll be over <laughs> 18 and it's rated R you know, movie. Uh, speaking, of, all right, speaking of Beverly really quick, um, now I'm looking on Wiki. I can't seem to find the kid's name who played the overweight kid. Ben. Ben, was it yeah, Ben? Yeah, it was Ben. Um, I actually remember their names, surprisingly. <laughs> Uh, ben basically he has a huge crush on Beverly, mm-hmm. and throughout the entire film, um, you you know he likes her a lot, and he writes her like this little postcard with this little poem on it, and she later in the film thinks it's Bill that wrote it because she actually like quizzes him on it when they're having a moment in the bathroom, 
Uh, and uh, that's so funny too when you say they're having a moment in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they were they were after they clean all the blood up. Uh, ben goes and looks in a room, and then he comes out of the hallway and sees Bill and her kind of interacting. I'm sure you were probably like bored as fuck of the film, so maybe you didn't really remember this. But well, you know, I I I gave up on the movie after the second act. After that scene when they're in the creepy house, yeah, I thought that was the end of the movie. Because like I said, I've never seen the TV movie. I didn't know they go into the sewer to, to fight him. I didn't know any of that. Um, I went into this movie with like a very clean slate, and and I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I just remember being like, after that scene, I'm like, oh, it's not dead yet. Oh, there's more movie. Oh my god, I yeah. forgot the movie's two hours and fifteen minutes. Average yeah. horror films. It didn't are really like feel like two minutes. hours and fifteen minutes to me. But uh, when I was talking about the thing about was uh, Beverly though is uh, so Ben has this crush on her. He writes her this. Uh, this short poem that was really impactful to her because maybe because she hasn't really had she mentioned she kissed one guy but that was about it yeah she kissed her dad <laughs> she said it was a nice kiss though uh-huh so <laughs> yeah good night kiss so the end of the film though so when she's in that state of like floating and she's like just out there he kisses her ben, ben kisses her yeah. and she wakes up and then they have that little moment where she says something line from the poem and he says it so then she knows it was him that wrote it then at the end of the film, she kisses Bill. So you think those two are probably going to have a relationship at, at some There's point. There's going to be a love triangle in the second movie. I think probably in Having the novel, a story with a love triangle with children I mean, is kind of weird. Yeah, I know. I think in the novel, though, I'm probably – I think I read this actually, um, that Ben and her end up together. They get married. Well, a lot of things happen in the novel. <laughs> it's a really big book, We want to talk about that scene? The scene uh, that well, was the only scene from that all the was movies? banned is something along the lines like after the sewer fight with it. Um, all I've read on Wiki, I read the pay, I read the chapter. You read the chapter. the chapter. So yeah. she tell me about it because I know for a fact that she has sex with all the boys That's in the right. losers club. So, yeah, you folks probably know about the sex, the underage sex scene, the underage orgy at the end of it, of the novel. Uh, it comes out of nowhere too. I remember I I wanted to read it, not because I'm a weirdo, but I'm just like I want to see the context of. So it. someone so told see, you, hey, by I want to see what this is all about. There's a fucked up thing in this book. Yeah, and so you gravitated to it right away because you're a sick fuck. Yeah, because I'm a sick bastard. I'm a pedophile. Yeah. Um, but what happened was that like yeah, they're they. I don't remember if they had defeated him or if they were looking for him. I don't remember. I didn't read a bunch of stuff, but I'm like reading it, and it's like we're lost. What are we gonna do? Beverly's like, I have an idea, and just gets like naked, and she's like, you all need to lose your virginity so we can get out of here, and then they have sex. Oh my god, that's fucking really weird. I mean, I, Stephen King's a weirdo, but. So in order to get out of the situation, they had they to had to lose some of their innocence. Yeah, and it's just it comes out of nowhere. And I guess you know Stephen King said something like, "Oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be empowering. It's supposed to empower her because she was raped her whole life, and she basically rapes Eddie in the story. <laughs> like in the in, like in the page, he's like, I 'I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this.' She's like, "No, it's fine,' and like forces him to do it. And I'm like. Why are you writing this? Maybe the stories are true about her being a whore then. Uh, like, well, yeah. I mean, the book made it seem like you know, a lot more evident. And in fact, may- maybe in the book she actually is, but they, you know, with today's political climate, they didn't want to make her a whore. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm reading this and I'm just like, okay, this is weird because they go into detail about what's going on, you know, and it's out of place. For every, every character in the group? Uh, they say, I only this is what happened, this is what happened. I only read about three of them. It's like you read about Eddie, and then like 
they talk about one other and then she talks about Ben and I guess she actually enjoyed herself with Ben. Yeah. Um I didn't read the entire I'm sure chapter. He did too. I just kind of yeah, right? <laughs> I just wanted to read I wanted to read uh, up to when it happens cuz I want to be like, okay, what's the context here? What's going on? Um yeah. But yeah, it was it was fucking strange. It was out of place and I don't want to accuse Stephen King of anything, but you know, I guess he was doing a lot of cocaine when he wrote that book. So who knows what was going through his head Probably, when he wrote man. it. Probably, man. I mean, he wrote some pretty crazy stories. I mean, like I said, I haven't really read any of his books. I want to at some point. Um, I mean, right now I'm actually just starting Game of Thrones, a book he let me borrow. So I'm actually been reading that. How do you like it? It's good. It's really yeah. good. I really like it. Um, and uh, so I want to read some of his books. I mean, a lot of the movies that I've seen from Stephen King, probably if they're not adapted well, I really did like uh, The Mist. That was Mist good, was great. That was a good movie. Um, I did like Silver Bullet. I did. I love The Shining. People hate The Shining. Yeah, even though it's different than the book. Is it? Oh, it's way different. Oh, okay. King hates that film. Oh. Stanley Kubrick directed the film, so he kind of took it in a different direction. Yeah, I mean he's he's got like good stories, you know, and they've been a lot of his stories have been made into books, you know, like Cujo and and you know. Carrie. Oh, he wrote Cujo. Yeah, Carrie. He wrote Cujo. Um, yeah, Green Christine, Mile. Did he write that one? He wrote, uh, yeah, he wrote Green Mile. He did Shawshank. Nice. Yeah, so he's done some really good shit. Um, the point being is, I think like for him, he's he's a great storyteller, and uh, maybe they don't get transferred well into the films because shit gets changed all the time, you know. Uh, with it though, I mean, I have to go watch the 1990 series with Tim Curry. I mean, I just saw the new movie, and uh, I'm it's like, really campy and bad. I'm sure it is, <laughs> but it's like I have to sometimes like compare it to something. I should have watched it before it did this podcast but uh i do definitely think that um it is a cliche film but it's got a lot of humor to it it's got a lot of heart to it i think probably for you maybe the reason why it took you out of the film maybe was some of the comedy too because you're like this is supposed to be a fucking horror film why are no, they talking no, about no, 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 a kid no. spilling out hamburger helper and all this no fucking shit? no no it's not the humor that bugged me like i said it was just too long and, and boring and it just like like i said you 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 had it was it was it was a mix of a teen a gritty young teen drama mixed with a bad horror movie and so it fucked with the pacing a lot and like i said the movie was too long i was done with it by the time they got to the house when they got to the scary house i was like okay this is it right the first time I mean, they got stuck in there right yeah no it's just like when they're when they're fighting pennywise the first time the first time when he's like with the caskets yeah and, and eddie and eddie breaks his arm like yeah like i was just like okay this is it we're gonna like this is the end of the movie or whatever and then it went on for like another half hour, and I was just like, I don't care anymore. And then more <laughs> jump scares when they go in the sewers, and more of Pennywise making stupid faces. And ooh, look how scary I am! I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. What did care. uh did was the Shanti scared at all? She she was getting anxiety because of all the jump scares and all the noise, but yeah. she wasn't scared. No, it was just okay. it was, and and that's the thing, like. You know, other reviewers will say the same thing. They'll be like, "Yeah, when you watch a modern horror film, you're getting anxiety because you keep getting startled. You're not getting yeah. creeped out or scared. You're getting startled, and so like you're you're kind of like you know you're getting a little anxious. These movies, most horror films make people anxious. They don't make them scared. I noticed like one movie I thought scared me, and then as soon as the movie was over, I was like, wow, I don't feel anything, and I went to sleep fine. But like, what is it like? I mean, I go back to Paranormal Activity. I I didn't. It was hard to get to sleep for a couple days after I saw that. And the movie It Follows, you saw that too, right? Yeah, I did see It Follows. Um, I saw it on Netflix probably about like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really feel scared of that film, though. I mean, 
I f- there was there was a lot of points in it were just kind of weird. I mean, the fact that you know that when you see them walking in the sidewalk and then you see the it whatever uh, the fuck at it the is the end. Are you talking about the end? Well, of the yeah, movie? or that you know you just see it like it doesn't run at you, but it just all well, of a sudden. Okay, just comes what out I like nowhere. about the, that movie and. I think the end gets silly. I think the end when they're trying to kill it and it turns into almost like an action film, I think that's kind of dumb. But what I like about it is that, like, it doesn't scream. Although there is that one scene where it actually screams, but it doesn't, like, make noise. It doesn't run. It's just a person with a blank stare walking at you. Endlessly, yeah. And that's fucking – and it's creepy. And I guess the director said something like when he was – he used to have dreams when he was younger about people, like, following him. And that would oh, scare him. Man. So, yeah, he, the movie's kind of loosely based off dreams he would have. And I like that because it's different. And I wouldn't say there's jump scares in that per se. There are some, you know, parts where you kind of know something's coming, but then you look and it doesn't jump at you. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, and here's the scary thing. And it's a very long shot. Like, for instance, you know, in that movie where you see the, the lead protagonist, she's going into the kitchen and then she slowly turns and looks and you see this like rape, what looks like a rape victim walking at her and the music and the music in that movie is great the music's yeah. really loud and you just like a long sh- a long shot of this extended shot of this like this rape victim demon thing slowly walking at you and i'm like oh my god jesus christ yeah. and it's like that's so fucking creepy um and and also another thing in that movie is like there's a lot of scenes where someone in the background is walking and you don't know for sure if that's the thing or not um, what is it? When they go to the school, I actually the th- whatever it's called, the the monster is in the background the entire time, and it's just like a, a girl walking, and she's just walking at the camera slowly. They yeah, do an entire know. scene, and then they kind of uh, pan back to that window, and you just see that same girl walking, and I'm like, ah, that's the thing. But they were subtle about it. You know, there wasn't any scary music. They didn't zoom in on it or nothing. It doesn't. It's not running at the camera like. Aah! It's just you have to look for it. And I yeah, like it's kind of like if they had that, like you know, you said this girl walking behind them. Let's just say for the example, like the 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 music's very somber, mm-hmm. and then until she gets closer, then touches them, then they're like, oh fuck, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Right. That just that freaked the fuck out of me. I mean, really quickly though, I one of the films that I thought I don't really get scared of from a lot of films. I mean, when I was a kid, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, uh-huh. and that scared the fuck out of me just because it was a new thing. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth never did; it was just a typical slasher film. But uh, Freddy was just scary to me. And then after a while, he became very comedic and you know, just less Welcome scary. To my so, nightmare, um, bitch. I was when I first time I saw uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, I thought it was fucking twisted. I mean, it was twisted, but it was so oh, the Rob scary. Zombie yeah, it wasn't super scary, but. It was disturbing. Like disturbing films for me are like in a way scary films. You know, I can't watch it. Like a film that I refuse to watch ever again is uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Not the original, but the remake because it's so fucked up about animal cruelty, about people getting raped. It, it just I can't see God, that. I haven't shit. seen that movie in a long. God, I was like thirteen. They're like mutated people, and I was just like I can't watch that because it's so unsettling to watch. It's nerving. It's very unnerving. Dude, you, ever, like, you ever seen like these indie movies that are like uh, they're found footage, like snuff films? They're not real snuff, but it's like, um, what is it? There was this one movie that came out where they, the murders looked so real that it went to court. Oh shit! Yeah, so you, and the, the guy got arrested. Real? The guy got arrested, and um, yeah, he was put on trial. And like, yeah, all the quote unquote victims, the actors from the movie, had to come and testify. Like, hey, we're alive. It's fine. Like, yeah, he yeah. he almost got sent to prison for that because it looked so real. 
So they thought it was actually real killings on film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it wasn't obviously. Um, I but, mean, uh, like they let like shit like that go to court, and but like films like Faces of Death and shit can just get. Well, that's out that's. Fine. That's, I think that's more like footage. That yeah, people... that's like footage of people dying. It's not like – because snuff films are like – real snuff are people who make movies of themselves killing people. Mostly after sex-related? Uh, yeah, it's, it's always it's weird Thanks. sexual crap. But like that, a snuff film is like – it's supposed to mean that like you know, you're know you filming a death that you're in planning. cahoots with. That you're, you're planning to kill someone and you're going to film it. Whereas like Face of yeah. Death is – Face of Death is a form of snuff, but it's not, I guess, intentional. A lot of it was just kind of like, you know, oh, oh the person on so camera and they died or whatever. I, I mean, haven't seen Face of Death because I don't want to watch it. I've seen Faces of War that I was over at a friend's house and it was like he put it on and I was like, all right, fuck, we're watching this. And you watching people die in war or whatever. Basically, it was like uh, footage of POWs getting um tortured or murdered i remember there's just one where this guy was tied to a tree and he was screaming and these guys just let him on fire and he, the camera's focused on the entire yeah that's a snuff film that, that was just snuff. so fucking i couldn't watch it it's just like i can watch horror film but when it comes to it's because well, horror is fantasy fake. it's like yeah. yeah but when you watch someone actually get murdered it's it's just it's horrible um yeah call me a pussy whatever i don't like watching real murder because that's fucked up yeah, but no. I'll, I'll watch any horror film. I'll I'll even watch that horror film where it all looks real. But I know it's not, and that's what yeah, makes it okay for me to watch. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I to put on a note for it because you know that was basically the film that we both saw. And we were kind of thinking, okay, you know, we like to talk about the film, and I I don't have a problem with the film. Would I watch it again? Not really. But would I say it was really boring? Not really. It's scale very, one to ten. Where'd you put it? probably give it like a seven i mean it wasn't like like i said i want to see it again but it wasn't boring i, I had a good time watching it but a lot of things were cliche right. i knew it was coming so that wasn't scary to me pennywise was kind of interesting even though it was a scary fucking clown and you know i think Scarsgard did a good job at it at least for what it was yeah, yeah i gotta say i like Scarsgard as pennywise you know like i said i would have wanted more of him but um maybe like more of him in the second one you know i mean so, I mean, basically, you wouldn't see this film again, I'm assuming, right? No. It was too boring. Yeah. That's right. my biggest problem with it is it's not – I don't think it's bad. I just think it's really boring. You know what's funny is uh, Matt Halpern from Periphery. Yeah. Uh, I follow him on Instagram, and he was so excited about this film. I didn't, I didn't, under, uh, I didn't see what his review of the, the film was, or I didn't understand – I didn't actually get what he thought of the film. But he was so obsessed with it. Like he kept on putting photos of the the trailer or like pictures of the film. Like I can't wait, I can't wait. It's coming. Like I can't. This is the only film I care about this whole entire year. So people do give a shit. Did he like it when it came out? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what his uh, thoughts or review on the film was, but uh, he didn't put it on Instagram unless I missed the photo. But um, I had another friend, Chris, who was he's in Paris right now, and uh, he's like, "Fuck, you know, I'm in Paris. I don't think I'm gonna get a chance to see the film." And then they found a theater that was playing the film. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It if you like uh Stephen King and you know, you are a fan of uh, the original It and you like Stranger Things maybe and stuff like that, go check it out. I mean, I don't think it's a bad film. Anthony here said it was boring, but don't take his word for it. But everything is, you know, everyone has a different opinion on a film. And uh yeah, so you have any other things that you want to say or 
Well, closing on the movie, yeah, I you know I don't think it's horrible if you want to go see it. I go see it on a cheap day, on like a cheap Tuesday or whatever. Or wait where, until it comes out like or on wait till it's on you know Blu-ray or online. Don't fucking pay for it. Just if it, you're gonna wait till it comes out, go stream it. Otherwise, go see it on like a cheap Tuesday or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it was boring and I I wouldn't see it again. And for that note, that is the end of this episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And just remember to everyone out there, you'll float too. Because you're a shit. <laughs>